All right. It's news to us. The week of July 27th, 2020. Hey, it's Eddie here. Jason and Katie are there and our quarantine continuing. Hola. Hi. Hello. Um, yeah. How are you guys doing? All right. How are you, man? Yeah. Doing pretty good, I guess. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Another week. <laughs> what? Another week in the world. Another, whatever. Another week in quarantine. Another week in uh, COVID-19 hell. Um, yeah. it's great. Love it. Fucking awesome. Love being you just a, gotta get used to it now. <clears throat> yeah, I just I, I can we ever do we have to get used to this? I don't think we have to. I'm still angry about it. I'm hoping we don't have to because soon enough maybe America will smarten up and we'll all just stay home for a minute and it'll go yeah. away. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking I'm, yeah, I'm well, sick of being one of the few that stays home all the time. I know. I'm I we're we'll doing our part. Moment. We're not even doing the show together, and you know, I always hear about every, all these people hanging out together and stuff. I'm like, f you guys. I'm trying to do my part. I'm I'm staying home. I'm socially distancing. I am wearing my mask. I'm trying to limit my grocery store trips. And what? You know, and you know what? F all of you other people who are not. I deleted my Facebook again last night for this exact reason because I was so damn sick of looking at everybody else going out. Yeah. What the hell? Stop it. And I just Stop. want to scream at them. Yeah. But I want to go to a Chainsmokers concert. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I have to go see White uh, Snake. Who was, who was it that played? It was, uh, yeah, White Snake, right? Did they just play a concert? I would want to just go to any concert at this point. I know the Chainsmokers had a concert over the weekend. Oh, God. Why would anybody have a concert right now? A band, that, a band that celebrates giving you cancer also celebrates giving you COVID. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, America. And also wake up because uh, we're going to talk about how Republicans don't like women. They don't. Uh, you want some evidence? Here you go. Here's uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. In front of reporters, Representative Yoho called me, and I quote, a fucking bitch. And he is a Republican. We'll tell you what happened there and also give you more evidence as to why Republicans don't like women. Uh, glad that you can join us for this segment, Katie, because it's important to get well, your your uh, perspective on this. We know a Democrat didn't call her that, so <laughs> we do. We do. Um, we are going to be speaking to a woman who is a Democrat running for Congress, Desiree Timms, a former Obama staffer running to represent Ohio's tenth. She'll be joining us. Every time you stay home, someone is making a decision about you, making decisions about the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food your kids eat, and how much money you bring home every two weeks. So every time you sit out an election, every time you don't show up because you think it doesn't matter, someone else is happy that you didn't show up so they can make that decision for you. It's news to us with Eddie, Jason, and Katie. Coming to you from the Mediocre Broadcasting Center. In quarantine. In quarantine, where mediocrity is the game. Uh, I like how Rush Limbaugh says he's coming to us from the Excellence in Broadcasting Center. Yeah, screw him. Um, We're coming to you from the Mediocrity Center of Broadcasting. Actually, not really. We're better than him. True that. Um... I don't even know why I'm bringing him up. He, yeah, why are you bringing him up? Because he's a shitty Republican. <laughs> yeah. You're just jealous of his golden mic. 
I spray painted my microphone gold. Okay, I was gonna say I could take care of that for you. Yeah, <laughs> make yours platinum. Uh, yeah, can you can I can I ship this uh, overnight? This microphone to you, Katie. Then you bring it into your she shed, and mm-hmm. and uh, you can goldenize it. No, platinumize it. We need to dip it in platinum. Give it, give it the Midas touch. Oh, platinum, liquid platinum. Oh, I'll make it something. I'll make it rainbow. You'll make it rainbow. That'd be pretty. Sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should have celebrated Pride uh, Month last month by having rainbow microphones, mm. or dildos as microphones. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, this, this is going sideways <laughs> quick. <laughs> well, it is, it is, but whatever. Um, Republicans don't like women. Uh, that is the lead story. First, happy birthday to Jason, though. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Jay. Uh, it wasn't my birthday. It was. Dang it. He's 25 again. How was your 25th birthday? That was great. It was amazing. Cool story, bro. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't it was know. In I hate my birthday. I hate people recognizing my birthday. I don't. There was a point in time where you get very upset if people did not recognize your birthday. Yeah, and then I gave up. Oh. You killed. You killed. You crushed my <laughs> soul. I, are you blaming it was me? Your fault. Why are you blaming me? I, I was. I celebrated your birthday with you. I don't and think I, you did. I think uh, you crushed my soul. Whatever. I was Uncle very Eddie's excited. Like the one person that sent you a birthday present. Yeah, that's fair. And Thank we hung you, out. We hung out that virtually. Very nice. Of of course, that's the least I could do. Yeah. We broke quarantine protocol for his birthday. Just saying. Hey, I, <laughs> I, I would have done that um, for you. Yeah, you're right. We did actually, now that you say it. And I'm very grateful for that. And I would have done the same for you, but uh, I wasn't going to push that. And uh, if you if you send the invite, I would have. FYI. <laughs> but no, nobody invited me. <laughs> oh, Yes. Yeah, we shouldn't have pushed that button. I'm joking. It was a joke. We didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I hung out with Uncle Eddie virtually. Yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. hung out. Uh, we will tell you why Republicans seem to hate women. Uh, we, we have evidence. You can decide. Uh, but first, support for its news to us comes from Lord Jones, makers of the world's finest CBD products. CBD is all the rage these days, but pioneering brand Lord Jones is considered the gold standard. For years, they've been changing people's lives with their premium CBD products. Lord Jones has long been a favorite among celebrities worldwide, showing up in the Instagram feeds of Hollywood's biggest names. And now they're inviting you to part, to experience the finest CBD products available from world-class skincare to uh, tinctures and gel capsules to decadent gumdrop confections. If you're curious about what CBD can do for you, trust me, you'll want to start with the best. Lord Jones is, a cra- is crafted with the highest quality ingredients and premium hemp-derived CBD that's lab tested for purity, strength, and consistency. Go to lordjones.com slash news to us to get 25% off your first order. That's lordjones.com slash news to us for 25% off your order. Again, lordjones.com slash news to us. Dirty Deets. The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. 
I don't know. After this whole incident with Alexandria Casio Cortez on uh, with uh, Representative Republican Representative Yoho on the uh, on the steps of of uh, of where were they? I think they were outside. Uh, they were at con- outside, outside, the outside of the Congress. Yeah, yeah, they were on like on the steps of the Capitol building. Um, here's what happened in front of reporters. Representative Yoho called me, and I quote, "A fucking bitch." And uh, we'll get to more of that in just a second. But uh, you know, just a little bit of stats here. Republicans seem to have a problem with women, and if you just look at some basic numbers here. Uh, Republicans in the House, they have 197 members, but only 13 are women. By contrast of the 233 Democrats, 88 are women. Um, women also make up 51% of the U.S. population and 53% of the voting public. But why is it that Republicans seem to ignore and punish women for being women? What is going on there? Hmm. How do you feel about the GOP as a woman, Katie? I absolutely hate them. Yeah. yeah. Wh- well, why? Like, what's what? What does it feel like to be a woman and know that there's this <sighs> this huge party in control that is seemingly against your interests? They are against our interests. They're against our interests for healthcare. They're against our interests in the workplace. They're against our. I mean, if. If it has to do with a woman's right, if it was up to them, we wouldn't even be allowed to vote, right? Like, um, it's just the way they've always kind of wanted it. A woman's place is in the kitchen, as far as they're concerned. Yeah. And they just have kind of always wanted it that way. So it has to do, they say, I mean, I I don't know. I kind of relate it all back to religion and how all of them believe to call themselves so spirited and you know yeah well religious this whole but. thing with uh ted yoho this florida republican where he got and he called uh aoc an effing b as yeah and th- this is sort of like uh a little bit of a boiling point because that's not the person that you uh, treat this way because she's going to stand up for herself. She's going to make an example out of you and say that it's not cool. And here's actually she did such a good job of it. Oh, she did a great job of that. And here's uh, part of her uh, on the floor talking about what happened. And uh, this is a bit of her response. The whole thing is really good, by the way, um, because she just really um, communicates better than I can. And and uh, the way that she put it, I feel like really I don't know. Here, let's just play the clip. These are the words that Representative Yoho levied against a congresswoman. And I do not need Representative Yoho to apologize to me. Clearly, he does not want to. Clearly, when given the opportunity, he will not. And I will not stay up late at night waiting for an apology from a man who has no remorse over calling women and using abusive language towards women. And then she also went on to say, like, this guy has a wife, has daughters. And well, he by- used that as an excuse in his apology. Right. Like, that he couldn't be sexist against women because he has a wife and a daughter. Well... So do ninety percent of other sexist men out there. Like, yeah. Then AOC's point was like, 
if I allow you to do this to me without saying anything, I'm allowing other men to do it to your own daughters. And she's like, she said she's only two years younger than his youngest daughter. Yeah. And uh, here's a little bit of his quote unquote apology. Here's uh, Ted Yoho standing up and and defending himself. Mr. Speaker, I stand before you this morning to address the strife I injected into the already contentious Congress. I have worked with many members in this chamber over the past four terms, members on both sides of the aisle, and each of you know that I'm a man of my word. So let me take a moment to address this body. I rise to apologize for the abrupt manner of the conversation I had with my colleague from New York. It is true that we disagree on policies and visions for America, but that does not mean we should be disrespectful. Having been married for 45 years with two daughters, I'm very cognizant of my language. The offensive name-calling words attributed to me by the press were never spoken to my colleagues, and if they were construed that way, I apologize for their misunderstanding. As my colleagues know, I'm passionate about those affected by poverty. My wife Carolyn and I started out together at the age of 19 with nothing. We did odd jobs, and we were on food stamps. I know the face of poverty. And now now he's like, he's pretending to cry. What's he talking about? It was mine. (laughs) That is why I know people in this country can still, with all its faults, rise up and succeed and not be encouraged to break the law. What the hell is he talking about? Oh, jeez, what? I will commit to each of you that I will conduct myself from a place of passion and understanding that policy and political disagreement be vigorously debated with the knowledge that we approach the problems facing our nation with the betterment of the country in mind and the people we serve. <laughs> Shut up. Is he campaigning right now? No, actually, he's not going to be running for office again. So he's See, not- I never even listened to his apology. I only listened to AOC's speech. <laughs> what do you make of that apology, though? So he's basically like, uh, terrible. I, I, I grew up poor. Boo. That's my that apology. Why you called her that? Is that where you got the word fuck from? I I, I called her a fucking bitch because I was on food stamps. I can't help it. It was the food stamps fault. Not my fault. What a dipshit. Oh, man. Uh, But the list goes on as to why the GOP just seems to really hate women. Uh, Just look at the president. Yes. AOC's whole speech was like nine minutes long. I'll tweet out the whole thing later. It was yeah. good. Anybody who hasn't seen or listened to the whole thing should. It's news to us on Twitter. Yeah, it was it was too good to miss. And if but if you don't believe that the Republican Party as a whole in, doesn't in, in, enable or enables uh, misogyny, just look at the president. I mean, remember when he was talking about the pussy grabbing thing? Oh, yeah, um, he just can't help himself. Locker room talk, Eddie. That's locker room yeah. talk. Right. He also insulted a breastfeeding mother at one point. He said that you're disgusting to this uh, woman who is breastfeeding. This is all stuff that you can look up. He, again, uh, insulted Megan Kelly during that debate, saying something about her period, insulting her uh-huh. about blood coming look, out of... Look at how he treats White House reporters that are female. Right. Uh, horrible. Uh, yeah. well, and have you noticed that the only... Uh, cities that he's trying to send his like secret police into right now because they can't handle being taken care of by their democratic leaders are run by women. That's an interesting observation. I mean, the guy, 
clearly has an issue with women. Um, and the whole Republican Party seems to uh, just beyond Trump. Ted Cruz says that he's pro-life, even in uh, in uh, in instances of rape and incest. Uh, he yeah. Ted, Ted Cruz even says that plan B and birth control birth control are abortion inducing drugs. Is he the one who tweeted out the porn? I was going to say, yes. he has a yes. porn problem. He's the one that accidentally liked uh, like a, a stepmom porn video on his Twitter. No, he Twitter. Like tweeted it out. No, he like retweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was more than a like. On his congressman account. All these guys just have like severe mommy issues or something. I don't know what's going on. Um, and, and then also recently, two extreme Republican anti-abortion measures passed in Alabama and West Virginia that could criminalize uh, contraception and fertility treatment. That's crazy. And then uh, this just goes on and on. Just recently, the Supreme Court ruled seven to two that employers are allowed to opt out of the Affordable Care Act's mandate, guaranteeing no cost contraceptive services for women. Um, Which it, I just find so infuriating. But no like abortion. If you're going to take away a woman's right to birth control or contraceptive and then take away her right to go to Walmart and buy a plan B pill and then take away her right to an abortion. Like what? And then take away her right to food stamps and Medicaid. What are you doing? You're oppressing women is what you're doing because you're a misogynist. Exactly. It's all their fault, right? It's all the woman's fault. It's always the woman's fault. Like, Where does the man ever get held responsible in this equation? Ever. It sucks. It really does. You know, I think most guys are just intimidated by women because I'll admit, I think women are more powerful than men. I really do. I think that they have it together more. It's all around. I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid of women are, on a good, on a respectful level. I respect their power and the power that they have over men because they really do have a lot of power over men. And I just don't think that men like that. So but some I think men, that women hold a lot of respect for men though. Too. Men who are respectful, you know, like yeah, I, that's true. I have no, no problem showing respect to a man who's respectful. Exactly. Except he beats me. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he deserves it. Back up, though, real quick, you said yes. you know, a lot of these Republican Congress uh, or you know politicians they support pro life, but then you you find out like you know for instance Ted Cruz likes porn. Like I think that they support pro life because their base is a religious evangelical base, exactly. and it, and if they weren't supporting these politicians. Most of them probably would not support pro-life. Absolutely like right. Like deep down somewhere in them, they don't, you know, they're just doing it as a, a show, in my opinion. It's a political ploy for yeah. votes. That's all it is. It's all just crazy. Just pay attention, um, ladies, as you go to the polls. Just please do. I, I, I mean, I don't know. What's Do you have any message for any ladies, Katie, that are thinking about report or, or a voting Republican? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> do you want to keep your rights? Don't vote Republican. And that's coming. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't know what all that's maybe. That's, yeah, I mean, that's just pretty much the way the cookie crumbles now. <laughs> uh, switching gears 
kind of abruptly here because we are short on time and, you know, we want to get to everything here. Uh, COVID-19 is just ravishing America. And but sports are trying to come back. So what's happening with sports and COVID? The locker room, football, baseball, hockey and basketball, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, hockey. That's such a snazzy little tune. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, right now, all four major sports uh, leagues, uh, MLB, NHL, NBA and NFL are all uh either have restarted or they're working to uh, start their seasons. MLB uh, in the last 72 hours uh, started up their season uh, slated for 60 games. And we've, uh, and they're two, you know, uh, the MLB and NFL are both um, working on playing on their own field. So we have teams traveling to other cities, uh, which I think is kind of insane. But then you have the NBA and you have the NHL. They're both in a bubble, so to right. speak, where they're not traveling. There, Games are played this, this, in one arena. Supposedly, I read with the NBA bubble, um, I read that there's like this uh, I was gonna say, little... I they were bubbled, too. I said that. Yeah, NHL and, and NBA. Yeah, uh, in the NBA bubble, apparently players have been sneaking women into the bubble, and there's this uh, bro code going on in the NBA where they're not telling on each other. That's the oh. rumor. You guys want to know what I heard about the NBA bubble? What? I saw I saw like a little thing about the NBA bubble bubble and then the WNBA bubble and the NBA bubble was super <laughs> plush and nice and then the WNBA bubble had like rats. God damn you Republicans. Some like shit crawling on the floor like oh what like bugs and like their meals weren't great that's horrible and yeah yeah like there you go there's another fine example i blame that on the republicans too <laughs> <laughs> so we we had mlb start uh like three days ago and there's already a team that's had 14 players and staff members already test positive while they were traveling the uh, Miami Marlins uh, have 14 players that have tested positive in the last three days for COVID. This is a disaster. In the first weekend. So, do you think that? Play. What's your professional opinion as a sports guy? Do you uh, think that uh, the? I don't uh, understand why they're trying. So I don't you, understand why they're trying to start sports where they're traveling between cities. I get the bubble and yeah. try to control. And it'll be interesting to see. Which method has a more success rate? If the because who knows the MLB NFL season? I don't know if they'll get through the whole season. I mean, the first weekend we already have two games canceled because of uh, one team having so many positive tests. I don't think the NFL can go 16 weeks of playing. I think it'll be cut short uh, if they're able to uh, get going at all. But I am interested to see how the NBA goes as well as the NHL. Um, who was it that their team's infection control officer tested positive? So uh, what Katie's referring to is the Minnesota Vikings uh, head trainer and infectious controller uh, okay. uh, just came out and uh, acknowledged that he tested positive for COVID and is under quarantine along with his family. What kind yeah, of precautions are they? Helpful. Do you know what kind of precautions are taking? Are there masks? Are there social distancing? For who? Well, the, I was just reading this that baseball. the players must pass three COVID nineteen tests 
before reporting. Is that baseball? I'm I'm curious more about baseball because they're the ones traveling. But I don't know. Uh, I know the NFL is testing all players before NBA players were uh, brought to the bubble. They were tested as well as NHL players. It is interesting to note that uh, in the NBA bubble, uh, one of the players for the Los Angeles Clippers uh, was had an excused absence from the bubble to attend a funeral. While he was away in Atlanta, he was there was actually a photo taken of him at a gentleman's club. <laughs> so he went, say. To, went to a strip club while he was away from the bubble. He's part of the problem. His excuse was that he loves the, the wings there and he just ah! gets some wings. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Is he I, I thought I thought maybe you liked the thighs there. <laughs> hey. Um but that so I don't know what about the NHL? What's happening there? NHL, they're uh, they're in a uh, basically a tournament uh, style format. They're playing on two di- in two different cities, both of which are in Canada. Oh, so they're Canada not even in the U.S. That. So, um, but uh, Western Conference is playing on one in one arena, and the Eastern Conference is playing in another arena. Canada's pissed at us right now for that. Well, most of the players are probably Canadian, let's be honest. Meanwhile, I did see this uh, photo that was taken in New Zealand. Uh, Of course, soccer is huge there. And they had a packed stadium because they've eradicated COVID-19 in New Zealand. So congratulations, Mm -hmm. New Zealand. Yeah, good for them. Packed stadium. Oh, and it should be noted that none of the games are being played in front of fans. Yeah. No, but you can pay $100 for a cardboard cutout likeness of yourself. It is interesting that I did read that... um, for the NHL, you, typically there's 20 cameras that they use for you know for yeah. live TV. Since the stadiums will be empty, they're going to be utilizing 32 cameras to enhance the oh. uh, home Whoa. viewership. That, That's that pretty cool. cool. Actually, you get some cool angles going on. Right. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, what's kind of chopping my ass here is that yeah. they're going to do three... The players have to pass three tests just to get in the door for what for the NFL it says they have to before they're able to enter the team's facility three rapid covid tests so they're going to give give each one of those players three rapid covid tests and we can't figure out a way to get teachers in our schools oh thank you very rapid good point covid tests what's really going to piss you off is they have a, a technology where each player is wearing a wristband that um, is uh, tracing their contacts. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And also the NBA players are wearing special smart rings. Yeah, if they test uh, positive for COVID, then they can go and take their, you know, the data from their bracelet and see who they've come in contact with. And they can't put that in our schools. No. T-shirts don't matter. Come on. Yeah, they're mostly women. Yeah, duh. Duh, duh. I thought we covered that in the last segment. When we come back, Desiree Timms is going to join us, a former Obama staffer running to represent Ohio's 10th district. Uh, don't go anywhere. It's news to us. My name is Desiree Timms, and I am running for Congress now. Let's show them what we can do. Vote or die. It's news to us. Election, Election 2020, 2020 coverage continues. continues. And our election coverage does continue. Uh, November is just around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it. I can't believe it's like already August uh, next after this week on uh, Saturday, I believe, is August 1st. That's just 99 so days till election. Wow, that's so crazy. And uh, 
We're very excited to welcome our guest tonight. Uh, Desiree Timms is running uh, for Congress, a former Obama staffer to represent Ohio's 10th. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Are you are you pumped up? A hundred days is it less than a hundred days? Katie said, or, or how? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Oh man. Oh man. Not that I'm counting. And it, I am. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Do you think that there's going to be a sense of relief uh, as you get closer because you'll know the outcome, or do you think you'll be on edge all the way through the end of November? Was it third or fourth, whatever it is? You probably know. Yeah, I think um, I will be on pins and needles the entire time, but really excited about how many people are excited to vote this year. But because we still don't know what Election Day looks like, it is very likely that we will have an election week. Um, Oh, don't say that. Do you guys have a lot of absentee ballots to send out? So our primary... Yeah, our primary election was a vote-by-mail primary, and um, while most of the votes were in um, on Election Day, we don't know how many people are actually going to turn out for the general, and so a lot of ballots have to be mailed back in and counted. It may be Election Day, it may be the day after, um, where we know the final count, but we're, we're excited either way, and um, we'll be waiting for favorable results. You're in a very important state, Ohio, and uh, it's coming down to you're saying uh, it may be an election a week. I mean, that's like the the biggest fear that we all have is that it's going to be a contested election. <laughs> is this something that you're actually planning for as a as a contingency, like uh, just personally? Maybe this won't affect your particular race, but uh, what are you thinking might happen personally on on the national level? Yeah, I think uh, we need action and we need legislative action right now in Congress to ensure that every American, regardless of which state you live in, that you have an opportunity to cast your ballot and that it is a process that we can all trust and believe in, that it's free from foreign influence and hacking. <laughs> what? So That's crazy. right now <laughs> we are... Um, hoping that people who want to stay home and practice social distancing will request their absentee ballots, which people here in Ohio can request their ballot right now. Um, so 99 days and counting, you can request your absentee ballot. And then once they begin to process and mail out those ballots, those people who request them early will be hopefully among the first batch um, of folks to receive them. And for those who want to drop them in the drop boxes, outside of the board of election, we certainly want to see increased um, drop boxes around the district for people who may not have transportation. Um, and just, it's a, it's one drop box per county. And so we need more that's boxes it. available for people. Yeah. I mean, the voter suppression is real and that's gotta be like your biggest obstacle. I would think uh, because what the uh, Republicans are doing with gerrymandering and, like like you just mentioned, uh, limiting the the points where we can vote is just disgusting. I mean, the way the fact that this is legal is just un-American. Um, if if you are elected, what are you going to do to fight that? You know, it really sucks. I just had a conversation um, with some former law school classmates of mine, and I said, you know, we're fighting these same exact fights that our grandparents fought. 
And so how are we going to make progress if we have to consistently fight battles that have been won decades ago? Um, but once again, we are tasked with making good trouble, um, as our forever Congressman John Lewis would say. So that means we have to pass Rest Voting in. Rights Act and different laws that allow people to vote um, to make sure that it's a smooth process for people to vote and to make sure that it's one that's protected again from foreign influence. Um, but it's going to, we're going to have to fight, um, the same fight, you know, our, the voting rights acts and some of these pieces of legislation, they have been dismantled and taken apart under Republican leadership and we have to restore it and make it better. It's so odd to me that we have a political party that is, uh, trying to stop democracy and some people don't seem to recognize that or even care. Uh, how would you tell those constituents that are voting Republican that they're voting for a party that is trying to oppress? We have to make sure that we're talking to people about what's at stake. If you believe in the American dream, if you believe in, if you're, if you work hard, you can get ahead. If you believe in making sure that no matter what you look like or who you love or where you live, that you deserve a slice of that same American pie as the 1%, um, then you need to fight this time around. And you need to, if you are wear a red jersey or a blue jersey or a gray jersey, you need to put on the winning jersey because we have to win to save our country. That is what this fight is about. It is about restoring democracy, protecting democracy, and making sure we can save our country from the disaster um, that has occurred in just the last few years. And we have a lot of problems to fix, but I am just optimistic about our ability to do it. It's, it's the history and the story of America. We protest, we fight, and we come back bigger, better, and stronger every single time. We do, and those protests are something that we want to talk to you about too. But I apologize. We usually like to get to know people on just our, <laughs> on just like a little bit of a lighter uh, level before we jump in, you know. And uh, I can we ask you just a few light questions? Like, what what's the last thing you binge watched on Netflix? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I haven't been able to watch a lot of TV. Good answer. So the last thing I binge watched was Tiger King. I think that was the beginning of the COVID stay home orders and everyone watched the same thing. So, yeah. I was going to say that was the last thing Jason and I binge watched together. Yeah, it was a wild show for sure. I, and it's probably the last thing I binge watched too, really. I, I but uh, I don't have time for it. But I don't have a good excuse like you. You have a great excuse. <laughs> um. I, oh, here's here's a really controversial question for you. Postmates. Uh-oh. Postmates, Uber Eats, or Grubhub? Ooh, I have a very good answer, and that is. Neither, because oh. I am packing my lunch. <laughs> Good for you. Do you do a lot of cooking at home? Yes, uh, because call time, call time, call time, as many candidates have probably shared with you, uh, is very draining and you often don't have time to, to leave and go out. So I, I have some nice glass Tupperware from Costco that I fill and pack every day with, with nice food that causes me to gain weight. 
<laughs> well, did you, are, are we interrupting your dinner time today? We probably are. Uh, did you did you eat dinner? I did. What'd you have? I had a salad. Oh, very healthy. Look <laughs> at you. For you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, we were gonna have hot dogs in a little while, and now I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, speaking of, of of the protests and what's happening right now, I mean, this is a big moment in the country with Black Lives Matter. And I mean, how do we I mean, I, th- I think everybody's paying attention to the moment, but how do we continue to get them to pay attention to what's happening? Yeah, so we have to make sure that we continue to share the economic disparities and injustices that exist in our country. And we have to continue to push for policies that will truly bring us to a place where we can all live in equality and we can all live in peace and where we can all be free um, to live up to the American dream. I think the protests uh, certainly, um, they're sort of the, the lyrics to, to the music and to the beats of uh, what we're fighting for. And uh, we're going to have to continue to push that. So it's a multifaceted approach. We can't just protest and march in the streets. We have to protest at the ballot box and we have to vote. And I think that's how we'll continue to be heard. And it is, it is so beautiful to see so many young people, people of all races, out in the streets asking for change and for justice. And so if we could just get the same young people to show up at the ballot box and vote because we uh, we have to show up to really make that change and send a message loud and clear to those who have been in power for decades and decades and decades that enough is enough and we are done. Yeah. A website that we like to give out is vote.org because it's really easy. You go there. You can check your voter registration. You can um, uh, register to vote, get an absentee ballot. It's all at vote.org. So uh, please do head over there right now and see what your status is. Uh, Speaking of Portland, though, what do you think about all of these these unidentified federal agents? Now we learn it's the Border Patrol going and being uh, violent with these nonviolent protesters. How, How do you feel about that? What is that? That's that's just it feels so wrong to me personally. It feels like Nazi Germany. I know some people have gotten in trouble making that comparison, but that's how it feels to me. It feels un-American. Um, we have to make sure that anyone who wants to march and protest and exercise their First Amendment can, in fact, do that. And I could not imagine um, being in the streets asking for justice and change and exercising my my constitutional rights and having someone in an unmarked car um, not arrest me but snatch me and throw me into into a vehicle and and I would just be terrified and that's not how we should approach anything in this country when people are protesting um, we have to listen or you ignore it and I don't think it's fair to just you know create this proxy police force. Um, and and pull people out of the streets because you don't want to hear what they have to say. What that sends to us, though, is another signal that we have to vote. We do not have to live like this. And we don't. More. <laughs> yeah, we really don't. I mean, we're living through uh, just one of the most 
depressing times in U.S. history. We honestly are with COVID-19, with uh, just oppression everywhere. The economy is in mm-hmm. shambles. If you are elected, you're going to have a lot of work to do. Uh, what would be the number one thing that you tackle? So we literally have to rebuild our country. <laughs> that is yeah. um, Good answer. a huge job. <laughs> Here in my district, a lot of people worked for um, mom and pop factories or General Motors. And sort of when Trump first ran for, uh, for president, he talked to voters here about bringing back those factory jobs and those steel mills and changing some of our trade agreements. And so we have to make sure that the people who basically um, now their hearts are broken because those jobs didn't come back. They didn't come back with the wages um, that they were promised and trade agreements and tariffs have sort of ruined our our small businesses and our our small family farms. We have to make sure that when we rebuild our country, that we start with policies that work for the average working American, for the working class woman, for the working class man. So I think infrastructure is a great opportunity to rebuild our country and bring back jobs um, that if you want a job, you can work hard and you can earn a decent living and we can rebuild our country using green materials. Um, and we can provide transportation, um, for people so that they can get to and from work and to school and to enjoy the things that we all deserve to have access to. It shouldn't just be for the wealthy 1%. It should be for something that everyone can enjoy. So infrastructure, um, is definitely top of the list. Of course, COVID has changed a lot. So healthcare is something we're going to have to address very aggressively. Um, but infrastructure, jobs, and opportunity, that's sort of where I feel like people here are, are leaning towards because this is almost another recession in the last, what, uh, two decades or last decade for people here who lost those jobs during the 2008 recession. So people are nervous about having income every two weeks. People are nervous about being able to pay their car notes. People are nervous about being able to afford food, clothes, let alone send their kids back to school. So we're dealing with something um, that we've really never seen before, and it's going to require a lot of creativity, bold visions, and actions to help people get back on their feet. I, I mean, I guess on that note, I have two questions for you. Um, did you guys really see any of those manufacturing jobs that Trump promised ever return? And two, did, I mean, are people realizing now in, in those manufacturing cities that both of these recessions, well, this recession and now depression have happened under Republican leadership and that Democratic leadership can only do so much to pull us out in the end? So, you know, we have to give people grace. And I know it's very frustrating um, for when you ask people, why are you voting Republican? You're voting against your own interests. But we have to extend grace to people because they only know what they hear and what they see and what they read. And we have to show them what the plan is, what the vision is, what we can do as a Democratic Party to make their lives better. So I'm hoping 
to to convey that message very clearly on the trail. And I'm hoping that we can bring jobs back in a way that will truly revive our economy. Where I live here in Southwest Ohio and Dayton, the cost of living is amazing. Um, believe me, I lived in a box in the suburbs of DC when I was in law school and I paid $2,000 for 500 square feet. So coming back home has been a breath of fresh air and everyone should be able to enjoy this type of cost of living. So we have to make sure jobs are readily available. So I hope that people are leaning in and paying attention like they never have before. And I truly believe that that is the case. And we're excited about that change. But we have to extend grace to people who maybe they just didn't know or maybe they thought, you know, he was different and that they would have these opportunities. Um, Maybe they thought they were sick of politicians. I talked to these people. I know what they were thinking um, and I empathize with them. But I hope that everyone is leaning in for a new direction to, to get our country back on track and to really bring back jobs, jobs that are sustainable and lasting. I guess I wonder more now, like if they, I mean, I, I understand extending them grace. I, I totally get that. I wonder if they see that more now, like that we're in the position that we are, that like that mm-hmm. it just keeps happening under Republican leadership and not under Democratic leadership, um, that we fall into these situations. Um I, I don't think they see it that way. I think they see it under different people, right? Um, and so for those of us who are deeply involved in politics and public policy, we are paying attention to the blue jerseys versus the red jerseys. And I think what the average voter and the American um, that is laid off or underemployed and trying to figure out where their next paycheck is coming from, they're just looking for the person with the winning jersey on and so they just want to be on the winning team and that's what we have to present to them um i think the more simple the better um did you guys see any of those manufacturing jobs ever come back really at all no my community is still trying to rebuild from what it was when i grew up here and that's what I want to bring back. I live back, I'm back home in the house I grew up in, and I live in a food desert. I have to drive 20 minutes to get to a Kroger. And growing up, there was a Kroger right down the street and different sort of smaller grocery stores. So not only is it just the manufacturing industry um, that has taken a hit, but our small businesses. And because of that, we've had larger corporate chains just sort of bail out on the community. So we are not living in the same uh, Southwest Ohio that we lived in in the 90s or the early 2000s and not what was coming back during the um, Obama administration. There was some progress because President Obama and Vice President Biden um, worked really hard to bring back our economy. So there has been some progress, but every the little progress that was made during that time um, for this region has certainly been depleted in the last few years um, with some of the policy changes. And definitely, definitely, um, we're going to see probably a long-term impact for COVID um, in regards to some of our smaller businesses. Now, you uh, mentioned Obama. I know you worked for, or you were a volunteer for his 2008 uh, campaign, but you've also worked in the White House, right? It was kind of unclear to me what exactly you did. What did you do in the White House? Yeah, so um, 
I knocked doors for Obama in 2008 and had no idea it would land me in the White House um, <laughs> a few years later. That's I awesome. started off as a White House intern, and um, I, I accepted a few other positions um, in the administration, but I uh, was an intern in the Office of Presidential Correspondent. Um, so I read all of President Obama's hate mail and all of his great mail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and awesome. that was quite an experience. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. That's that's really cool, though, that you got that experience. And you were actually... So you had, like, a badge and you're able to walk... Like, you're... When you say you worked for the White House, did you actually go there for work? Like, you have to report to the White House every morning at 8 a.m.? Yeah, so there's a building that's adjacent to the White House called the EEOB or um, Eisenhower Executive Office Building, uh, which actually most of the White House staff works out of. Um, and so we're, we're there. You usually go into the White House for an event <laughs> or, or a volunteer or a White House tour. Okay. Um, there are a few staffers there, but most of the people are, are in the EEOB, so I was there. Have you badging in and badging out? And I'll never forget my last day when I decided I really wanted to work on Capitol Hill. Um, the last day when the gates went behind me, it was like this being that I can't get out of my head. And I was like, Oh no, I can't go back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, maybe I, you can someday. Yeah. Maybe you'll be in there as president someday. We never know. Uh, well, good luck to you with the election coming up. Uh, Desiree Timms for Congress, uh, in Ohio, please do, uh, consider giving her your vote i think uh she's earned it if you ask me just by based on what she's saying but what do i know uh just <laughs> go, uh go to her website what is your website yes my website is timsforcongress.com that's t-i-m-s f-o-r congress.com and you can also follow me on social media um on twitter and that's at my last name, at Tim's Desiree, at T-I-M-S-D-E-S-I-R-E-E. And I would love to connect with you guys online. I think you need to tweet or DM President Obama and say, hey, I read your, your hate mail. You des- I deserve an endorsement from you after all the abuse. <laughs> I, need, I need a tweet. There have you been a lot of hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You have yourself a great evening, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Thank you guys for having me. 99 days to go. Let's win. Yes. 99. Best of luck. Have a good night. Bye. All right. That's one to look out for. I think uh, she's going to win it. She's a winner. And then. Oh, Eddie, you didn't yes. invite her to come back on election night. Oh. Ah, well, we'll do that with the follow up interview uh, or not interview email when we thank her for coming on the show. We'll say. Uh, we need to get all these on election night. She was she scared me. It's election week. Uh, she might be right. I, I, our election well, honestly, is intimidating. We say election night, but like people are going to start voting in like six weeks. Yeah, That's John crazy. Allman the other day said that uh, there's a good chance that most of these elections could be decided like in October. Yeah, that's just it's insane. And we're going to be live here in Adobe uh, thus three on election night. And we'll be giving live play-by-play of what's happening and doing our best not to melt down. Uh, and we'll invite Eddie over that night. Yeah. There may be yeah. whiskey involved, and I'm I'm afraid of what might happen toward the end of the night. Uh, but <laughs> tune in for that. We won't tell anybody if you cry. 
in the fetal position. <laughs> we'll all be with you. We'll all be crying. I know I did have a little bit of a meltdown uh, in 2016, so it'd be better to have people around me. And I took the next day off of work. Cause I, I think I am going to take the next <laughs> well, It's hard, but I think I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably should, just in case. Everybody should have a day of mourning or celebration, whatever. <laughs> Either I'm going to be, uh, either way, I'm going to be hungover. It's either from celebrating <laughs> yes. or fucking. We're going to be hungover. Depressed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. It's news to us. And we were, uh, you know, just joking during the break about our local weatherman in Denver was fired because he did what we do on the show all the time. He compared the uh, Trump goon squad, as Jason puts it, to Nazi Germany, uh, the 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 uh, what are they called? The Gestapo. The Gestapo. He, yeah. he tweeted that and he got fired. Our local weather guy here. So we're like, why don't we bring him on the show during our election night coverage and maybe have him do the uh, the weather for us? Because everybody wants to know what the weather is going to be like during an election night. It'd be awesome. <clears throat> That's what like NBC and CBS is missing. They keep going to the, they show the same map of the United States of the red and blue states. I want to know what tomorrow should I wear a jacket tomorrow or not? <laughs> you know, I saw this story though, Eddie, about yeah. our local weatherman, and that just it just I mean, like he got in good trouble, right? Like we're yeah. doing that a lot. Like that was good trouble. Like he, but I feel so bad his, for the guy. Job, but I and mean. He's been like on our local sixteen years. We're talking about Marty. Can, his name is Marty what? Caniglio, by the way. You can look him up. Fired from Denver Nine News. Like, F our lives longer because he yeah. was on Channel Seven and Four. Yeah, this guy's been a staple. Local news stations. He was on for decades, like twenty or thirty years. Yeah. When he said there was a thirty percent chance of rain, I believed him. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Good uh, trouble. Though. We like, have- I think I think that's that phrase is going to stick with me forever. What I phrase? tweeted that earlier. What's like, his phrase? Such a good trouble. I think that's oh, so good trouble. Yeah, impactful, especially right now. Like what we're seeing in Portland, like it just really resonates with me. So good trouble. I shed, yeah, I shed a tear earlier for John Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah, that was sad too. So R.I.P. John Lewis as well. Uh, yeah. So much happened. Uh, let's let's end with a Karen. Let's end with a Karen. Here's here's the Karen of the week. Um, can I speak to the manager? It's news to us. Karen of the week. Another person freaking out about masks. Oh, surprise, surprise. CVS and a man that. Do- so she went to CVS. I was just at CVS, and a man that doesn't even work for CVS wouldn't let me in the door, and he threw me out the door. He doesn't even work for CVS. He wasn't wearing one of their shirts. What the fuck? Anderson Cooper paid this man to make me angry. They're not letting me buy things to hydrate myself. I want to buy some tea. Fuck you, America, for making me live like this. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? They said I'm not allowed to buy anything. Oh, fuck! Yeah. Is that real? Oh That's real. God. That is a real oh. person. Uh, Anderson Cooper's Damn fault. it, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Apple. Cooper paid somebody Apple. at CVS so she couldn't <laughs> hydrate herself with a caffeine-ridden tea. That's what she happened. She clearly needed more caffeine. 
Yes. Give that uh, woman some caffeine. Give that woman caffeine immediately. Okay, we'll see. Adderall, you. something. 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 Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Support for its news to us comes from Lord Jones, makers of the world's finest CBD products. CBD is all the rage these days, but pioneering brand Lord Jones is considered the gold standard. And you can go to lordjones.com slash news to us to get 25% off your first order. Go to lordjones.com slash news to us. Get 25% off your first order. Lordjones.com slash news to us. These CBD products you're going to love. Should we do it all in unison? We appreciate it. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Tim Apple. Tim Apple. Appreciate it much. Appreciate it, Tim Apple.